Welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Employment Notebook, where we speak with expert guests on a variety of topics related to employment and the workplace. Today, we're discussing some of the characteristics that mothers and leaders in the workplace share, as well as how mothers can make great managers in the office. Joining me today is Joss Singh. Joss is the director of IOPA Solutions, which is a recruitment and hiring consultancy based in London. Thanks for joining me today, Joss. It's a pleasure as always, Jenna. So today we're talking about mothers and how they're similar to great leaders, particularly in the workplace. In general, how would you say that mothers are similar to great leaders? For me, to be honest, I think that, you know, perhaps mothers around the world are one of the kind of greatest groups of leaders that even exist. Mm -hmm. And I'll explain why. So for me, um, you know, successful leadership is all about serving others. You know, leadership is serving. It's about kind of putting the needs of the rest of the team first, whether it's the CEO of a company serving as employees or the president of you know, the United States serving as people, or even the kind of the coach of a great football team motivating his players and even the fans. It's all about serving other people. And if you think about it, if leadership is all about serving others, then mothers are perhaps top of the tree because you know, they're one of the greatest leaders of all. Most of the time, all they do is serve their children. You know, whether it's kind of feeding them when they're young, kind of teaching them as they're growing up and protecting them and loving them. So giving and, and, and being a leader is the same thing. And that's why I think, you know, mothers are great leaders. Right. And as you had mentioned, serving others entails making sure that you're giving and, and not always just taking. That was one of the characteristics that you had for both mothers and leaders is that they are very giving. Mm-hmm. Why would you say that being giving is an important characteristic for a leader in the workplace? I'd say it's because the only way to kind of inspire people long term and build a long term loyal following is by serving and giving to other people. You see, in any aspect of life, you can never really get without giving first. Mm-hmm. So the greatest leaders spend more time empowering, serving, giving to their employees than perhaps, you know, just focusing on you know the profits or the targets or even in some cases their personal ego. And it's exactly the same for great mums. You know, they invest their time educating their children, Mm -hmm. you know, their time educating their children on other areas of their life, whether it's, you know, teaching them valuable lessons or or teaching them, you know, what opportunities are out there, preparing them for life, and even kind of inspiring them to achieve and believe that they can achieve whatever they want. All they do is give before they try to get. In many Mm -hmm. respects, all they do is give. Right. And you had mentioned how mothers are very giving and how can leaders demonstrate that they're giving also in the office? Are there some practical things that they can do for their employees that will demonstrate that uh, they're willing to give? So for leaders, giving is when they actually do something to empower their employees, you know, go out of their way rather than purely focusing on goals and performance. So, you know, a small example of that of giving might be just listening to them mm-hmm. about something that could be important to them, you know, such as you know how things are going at home or how they're coping with a particular stressful problem in the workplace. And on a big scale, it might even actually be, in some cases, working with them. And in one or two cases, even you know, working underneath the people that they, you know, if you like, in inverted commas, are managing, mm-hmm. just so that they can overcome a particular problem. For instance, I once knew um, and worked very closely with a CEO of, of a well-known organization. And as part of his firm, they used to have a really, really large telesales team. 
And, you know, when the call volumes used to get really, really high, you know, the CEO literally used to get into the lift, go down to the telecell floor, and he'd actually go out and help and start taking calls. Wow. Yeah. And I know it sounds really kind of simple, but it's amazing how firstly, you know, the kind of galvanizing effect it can have on the rest of the company. And secondly, perhaps even more amazingly, more amazingly is, you know, how small a percentage of business leaders actually do this. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you bring that story up. I actually, in high school, I worked at a grocery store and my boss, who was the the manager of the store, when we would get very, very busy, he would come out and help bag groceries, which in essence was the basically the lowest position in the company. So he was willing to go from the highest position to doing, so to speak, the lowest person's work. And he was known as a very good boss and a very respectable manager because of that. Exactly. So then the second characteristic of both mothers and great leaders is that they're able to handle pressure really well. Why is it so important that a leader needs to be able to handle pressure in the workplace? So to be honest, Janet, pressure, I suppose it's always been there in some form or another throughout, you know, throughout history. But nowadays, with kind of technology increasing our workloads even more. It's kind of bigger than ever. And you can see that with the number of people, you know, you've had to take sick leave due to mental or stress-related issues. It's kind of like at record levels now worldwide, particularly in the Western world and in the business world. And ultimately, leaders, you know, they have to make tough decisions. It's, it's what they're paid to do, and, you know, and rightfully so. But with that kind of extra responsibility comes extra stress, comes extra pressure. Mm-hmm. And unless they have a framework and support system to help them do this, often the pressure can become overwhelming. And I've been lucky enough to work with some of the most well-known and successful leaders in in business across the world. And I can tell you that even some of these guys who, you know, some of these guys are famous, they have stress-related issues due to the fact that, you know, it's just so much responsibility involved with what they have to do. And, you know, some Mm -hmm. of these are obviously highly documented in the media too. So it is critical that they can deal with it. And I would think just as a mother needs to set an example for her child, the, the manager needs to set an example by handling the pressure well. Otherwise, it may affect the employees and discourage them. Exactly. Yeah. And, and on, a, on a personal level, for example, I have two children. And so it's amazing when we meet, you know, they're two young children, you know, it's, it's all a whole, I suppose, a life of parenthood ahead, me mm-hmm. and my wife. And But it's funny as you say that because all of a sudden, Things that used to, you know, my wife, for example, she's never really liked spiders, right? Just mm-hmm. as a really little example. But ever since, you know, the kids have been born, you know, sometimes there's a spider in the house. All of a sudden, the kids can pick up on the fact if, you know, she's scared and you know, once or twice they've kind of gone running. Right. Purely kind of they've seen her do that. And now she's kind of like if she, she sees one, you can see it kind of still struggling, but she'll go there. She'll pick it up. She'll put it outside. And, you know, as you said, you need to set the example as a leader, whether that's a mother, whether that's a CEO whether that's a community leader, to be strong, because that's what empowers other people. So what are the, the signs or the characteristics you might see in a manager who is able to handle pressure really well? That's, that's a really, really good question um, and something I've thought about for a long time. And there's probably, you know, I'd say there's, there's lots of possible characteristics, such as being a good listener, you know, kind of having a good, balanced, realistic attitude. But I would say the most important one is decisiveness. You see, making a decision is, is a process, just like everything else in the workplace, whether that's giving a speech or making a, you know, a high-profile presentation. But great leaders, and certainly some of the guys that I've been lucky enough to work with, they have a decision-making framework that they use for every decision they make. And it's something that they trust, and it's something that they continuously review. 
that doesn't mean that there's there's only one way to do it. Mm-hmm. I've worked with leaders who've used totally different types of approaches, but what it does mean is that when they have to make a decision, they have a plan and they focus on taking action quickly rather than worrying too much about what's going to happen. Or on the opposite end, you know, just making decisions on the fly, which is, you know, in other words, just guessing. So I would say decisiveness is the best way to tackle pressure. And then I would think going hand in hand with making good decisions would be also the ability to be a good multitasker. And that was another characteristic we had that describes both mothers and leaders. So multitasking is actually a really important part of most people's jobs. But why is this particularly important for leaders? It's usually because um, a leader's job is to steer the entire ship. Mm-hmm. So in many ways, that will cover all aspects of the business or the organization. So although leaders don't usually need to know the technical aspects of the whole organization or the whole job, you know, that's pretty much impossible. At some stage, they're usually involved with you know, all stages at some stage or another. And the other thing is, you know, if you think about it, leaders are often the face of the company and have to make the key decisions, mm-hmm. which means they're usually more targeted by external sources, which, you know, whether that's the media or salespeople or investors. So they're often distracted a lot more as well. This ability to, to multitask or multitask mm-hmm. is usually very, very important. And then the final characteristic we had for mothers and managers is the ability to be empathetic. Now, this is one of the, the less common traits that I've heard being discussed. Usually you do hear the, the ability to multitask, to handle pressure, but you don't hear empathy quite as much. But in your opinion, why would you say that leaders must be able to empathize in order to be successful? I'd say because, again, it kind of goes to my original point that leading and serving are essentially the same thing. So if you think about it, if, if leadership and serving are the same thing, The only way to serve and understand people can be if you really get to know them, you know, understand their problems and really Mm -hmm. feel what they're feeling. And that feeling what they're feeling, that's empathy. So if you look at, you know, the greatest leaders throughout history, whether that's the greatest religious leaders or political leaders or business leaders, they all have this unique ability to understand and feel exactly what other people are going through and what they want. And how can managers actually show their employees that they are empathetic? Is it, does it involve just listening or are there more things that they can be doing to show this to their employees? I'd say the only kind of one and the only true way to do this, to kind of show empathy, mm-hmm. the only way to do that is to genuinely give by going out of your way for no reason at all. Okay. Uh, in other words, doing something without the expectation of getting anything back. And believe it or not, it's actually really hard to do in a lot of companies because the cultures become so political and so paranoid that often people always think there's a motive. So, you know, mm-hmm. even if you buy someone a coffee or crack a smile in the elevator, you know, it's kind of like, you know, what does that guy want? Or what does this girl want? You know, that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. That ability, you know, that, that kind of nature of helping someone with no expectation or asking how someone's feeling simply because you care, you know, not because, you know, you're interested in any other reason, you know, a leader asking someone how they're doing, not because they're worried about the standards going to drop, but more because they actually care. Mm -hmm. That ability is the only way to build empathy and trust. And of course, that really is an important characteristic of a mother as well, especially with young children, they know that, you know, they won't necessarily be getting anything in return, but it's still fulfilling for them to be able to empathize and give to their children. Totally. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. 
kind of switching gears a little bit here, employers sometimes can be a little wary of hiring mothers. Uh, Maybe they just think that they might not have the time to dedicate to the job or that their focus might be elsewhere. But why would you say that mothers actually do make great leaders in the workplace? I'd say because in life, I suppose, you know, in life, whatever we do consistently, it eventually becomes a habit and, and a part of us. So, you know, with mothers spending so much time serving their children and building empathy, many of them, they come to work with this kind of helpful nature uh, programmed as part of everything they do. So, you know, they're much more likely, you know, all the studies have come out, you know, from the, some of the most famous institutions in the world, whether it's HBR or some of the universities, you know, they all show that women are, and, and mothers are much more likely to be cooperative in the workplace. And ultimately, that's going to make them better leaders. To be honest, I sometimes joke with my colleagues and, and even clients to say maybe that's the real reason why men are reluctant to hire mothers, since perhaps they, they know they'll soon become much better leaders in the company than they will be. <laughs> I never thought of it that way before. <laughs> well, Joss, I think you've given us a lot of great insight into this topic, especially uh, with Mother's Day right around the corner here. I wanted to give you the floor at the end here just to share any final words of insight you might have. Um, Maybe it's for mothers listening who are getting back into their careers or leaders who are listening who are looking to embody some of these traits you were talking about. What final message would you like to give? It's just to say what I always say, which is, you know, I really hope that kind of all hiring managers out there, they recognize that it's not enough just to kind of see a bunch of CVs, you know, kind of hold a bunch of interviews and and hire candidates in the traditional way. In order to succeed, you really need to be investing in your hiring skills and your hiring power. Things like recognizing that all different types of people, whether it's mothers or veterans or graduates or people who've had a tough upbringing, often these groups of people can make outstanding candidates in the right setting and really, really kind of have a massive success all around. It's an ultimate kind of win-win scenario. What you need to do as a hiring manager is hiring manager is you just need to kind of invest in developing your hiring skills and your hiring power to kind of understand how it works. And, you know, overall, it's the best decision you can ever make. And with that final bit of advice, we will wrap up the show. You've been listening to Employment Notebook with our guest, Joss Singh. Thanks for sharing your insight with me today, Joss. It was a real pleasure, Jenna. And yeah, thanks for your time as well. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm Jenna Konar, and thanks for joining us.